April showers bring Mayflowers, but what do Mayflowers bring? A special offer from the DSR Network. For the month of May, become a member and receive 20% off a monthly or annual membership. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, exclusive bonus content, our evening members-only newsletter, and an invitation to continue the conversation via our members-only Slack community. This offer won't last, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 31st, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The New York Times reports that a bipartisan deal to suspend the federal debt ceiling advanced on Tuesday night toward a climactic House vote despite a rebellion by hard-right Republicans who said the party was squandering a chance to force fundamental changes in government spending. In the legislation's first test, the House Rules Committee voted to clear the way for debate on the plan to be held Wednesday. Seven Republicans voted to send the measure on, while two others joined with Democrats to oppose doing so. It was a boost to Speaker Kevin McCarthy's effort to push through the agreement that he hammered out with President Biden in days of difficult talks, and which must pass the House and clear the Senate by Monday to be enacted in time to avert a default. We will continue to follow the progress of the bill in the coming days. According to the AP, a drone attack that targeted Moscow on Tuesday exposed glaring breaches in its air defenses and underlined the capital's vulnerability as more Russian soil comes under fire amid expectations of a Ukrainian counteroffensive. The attack, which lightly damaged three apartment buildings, angered Russia's hawks, who scathingly criticized President Vladimir Putin and the military brass for failing to protect the heart of Kremlin power more than 310 miles from the front line. Five of the eight drones that took part in the raid were shot down, the defense ministry said, while three others were jammed and forced to veer off course. Some Russian media and bloggers alleged a number of drones were involved, but those claims couldn't be verified. Al Jazeera reports that the United States has urged Turkey to approve Sweden's accession into NATO, with Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying that the time is now for the Northern European country to join the alliance. Speaking alongside Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson on Tuesday, the top U.S. diplomat said Sweden had been qualified to join NATO from day one, and has taken significant steps to address Turkey's legitimate security concerns. Sweden and neighboring Finland started seeking NATO membership last year after Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. The U.S.-led alliance has a collective defense pact, meaning an attack on one member is considered an attack on all. All members of NATO have to agree to allow new countries into the bloc. Finland officially joined the alliance last month, but Sweden's application is still pending. Elsewhere, according to the BBC, North Korea has said an accident happened as it planned to send up its first space satellite, causing it to crash into the sea. 
It now says it will attempt a second launch as soon as possible. The launch sparked a false alarm in the South Korean capital, Seoul, while in Japan, a warning was issued to residents of Okinawa in the south. There was chaos and confusion in Seoul as people awoke to the sound of an air raid siren and an emergency message telling them to prepare for an evacuation, only to be told 20 minutes later it had been sent in error. The stakes are high on the Korean peninsula, where tensions have existed between the two countries for 70 years, and this false alarm could seriously damage people's trust in the alert system. The United States joined South Korea and Japan in condemning the launch, calling it a brazen violation of multiple UN Security Council resolutions. Reuters reports that the Qatari Prime Minister held secret talks with the supreme leader of the Taliban this month on resolving tension with the international community, a source briefed on the meeting said, signaling a new willingness by Afghanistan's rulers to discuss ways to end their isolation. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration was briefed on the talks and is coordinating on all issues discussed by the pair, including furthering dialogue with the Taliban, said the source. The meeting represents a diplomatic success for Qatar, which has criticized Taliban restrictions on women while using long-standing ties with the Islamist movement to push for deeper engagement with Kabul by the international community. The United States has led demands for the Taliban to end the bans on girls' schooling and women working, including for UN agencies and humanitarian groups to restore their freedom of movement and bring Afghans from outside Taliban ranks into government. According to Al Jazeera, Sudan's army has suspended its participation in talks over a ceasefire and humanitarian access, a Sudanese diplomatic source told Al Jazeera, raising fears of renewed fighting that has displaced tens of thousands of people. The talks with the rival paramilitary rapid support forces began in the Saudi Arabian port city of Jeddah in early May and had produced a declaration of commitments to protecting civilians and two short-term ceasefire deals that have been repeatedly violated. Al Jazeera's Mohammed Vall said the suspension of the ceasefire was the culmination of weeks of frustration on the part of the Sudanese government. The RSF continued to violate the ceasefire, and there is no meaning to this ceasefire. We still need to hear more from the army, in which they detail the reasons as to why they pulled out, Vall said. The truce was brokered and is being remotely monitored by Saudi Arabia and the United States, which say it has been violated by both sides, but has allowed for the delivery of aid. In lighter news from the UPI, the annual Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling Race in England featured the winner of one round getting knocked unconscious and only learning of her victory when she woke up in a medical tent. The annual event in Brockworth near Gloucester featured multiple rounds of racers stumbling down the steep Cooper's Hill to chase a simulated wheel of double Gloucester cheese to earn a real wheel of cheese as a prize. Delaney Irving, 19, who traveled from Canada to participate in the cheese chase, ran in a women-only round and didn't discover she had won the race until she woke up in a medical tent. A video shows Irving near the bottom of the hill, 
where she trips and tumbles unconscious across the finish line. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.